This episode of The Taylor Stevens Show is brought to you by listeners, readers, and patrons. If you'd like to learn how to support this podcast, please visit www.patreon.com slash taylorstevens. This is Taylor Stevens, the New York Times bestselling and award-winning author of kick-ass international thrillers, and this is The Taylor Stevens Show with my good friend Steve Campbell, where we are kicking writing in the butt one word at a time. Taylor, I go to The Taylor Stevens Show website every Tuesday looking for our show, and it's not there. What's going on? <laughs> That's funny, Steve. <laughs> And we almost, this was also almost the show that wasn't, uh, but this time because of my computer. Uh, yeah, uh, it's been a hard slog uh, and and to the point where I've had to just shut off everything, everything. I um, haven't written a newsletter, I mean, in months. Uh, I still have the ones that go out on the clock, but not the, that are pre-written, but not anything fresh. I've hardly done any Patreon updates, no Patreon videos. No hack the craft material, no podcast, nothing, no life, <laughs> nothing except trying to get this book finished. And you don't talk to your friends because I remember getting the notification of a Patreon update and went on to Patreon and read it and like, oh, okay, well, it's nice to see what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, normally we talk, you and I, right? Because we record. And, yes, and, and I didn't have the nerve to interrupt you with Skype messages or anything and just kind of say, how's it going? I think I may have done that once in the, in the course of the last extended period of time. Yeah, there's a few little, a few little tiny little things. But today, right before the show, we were, Steve and I were talking and we were like, how long has it actually been? We realized it's been almost two months since we've had a decent conversation. <laughs> That's how bad it's been. So, yeah. And thankfully, and I, I'm going to couch this as thankfully, your computer was giving us trouble today. So we were talking uh, via Skype on your cell phone while you were trying to get your computer sorted out. So we actually were productive in that we got to, we got to catch up while you were sorting out your computer problems. We'll call them Windows problems. Oh, such Windows problems. Well, in case anybody hasn't realized by now, this is kind of a catch-up show. Like, we'll talk, but we don't have, like, a specific topic. So we're we're catching you up with what's going on with me and Steve as well um, because we've been off air for a while. And so the thing with my computer is uh, I am not a Windows fan, but I do not have Apple dollars. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, and the thing um, that's fun for me is every time I talk to her, and this this happens, I just say, "Get a Mac, get a Mac, get a Mac, get a Mac, get a Mac," and uh, I, I I almost hope that she doesn't get a Mac because if she does, she'll have to go through the learning curve that everyone does that gets a Mac, oh. and she'll blame that on me. <laughs> so my, uh, I. I stopped with Windows 7. I know that eventually they're going to, like, we're getting to the point where they're going to stop maintaining it anymore and it's not going to be safe to use. But I I hated Windows 8. I abhor Windows 10. Or it's the other way around. I abhorred Windows 8. I hate Windows 10. And I just do not want to upgrade because I don't want to have to use and get another Windows computer. And so I've been putting it off thinking, okay, well, I'll figure it out when I have time and I've never had time. So I think my, my laptop is like, I don't know, maybe six years old, which is old in computer years, but it wasn't like a top of the line machine when I bought it anyway. So it's gotten to the point now where 
I, I've stripped everything off it. I I use it. I have another computer that's not hooked up to the internet that I'll run Windows on because you know it's just it's a separate thing. But any but this one I um I've stripped everything off of it except for Word and email basically, and it still chokes <laughs> just trying to do that. And running Skype is just a nightmare. I did oh yeah. So we almost did not have a show today. And you know what's going through my mind as you're saying that is there's there are lots of very popular podcasts out there where they talk about the latest technology and here we are talking about six-year-old technology because that's the way we roll. Well, at least the way I roll. Steve, on the other hand, <laughs> Steve's the one that makes this possible. I am not a big fan of technology change just because of all of the falderall that goes along with transferring data and doing everything. Even when it goes smoothly, it just seems like it's too much. So it's, I have to really be, I have to really need to upgrade um, before it's time to upgrade. So let's talk about some writing stuff. What was the reason for those people who didn't see this on Facebook or didn't see it on Patreon? What was the reason for you bunkering? Uh, well, I'm very, very behind on my deadline. And I got a, I had been waiting, like I had submitted an unfinished manuscript and had been waiting for feedback to find out do they even want it? Like what, I didn't know what the status of things were. So I was still working on it, but I wasn't working on it like hardcore because I didn't know, like maybe they didn't even want it anymore. And then I got a message basically saying, okay, uh, can you commit to having it to us in like, I don't know, it was three weeks or something. Yeah. When you sent me the message basically saying, I'm going to disappear for a while. I think it was 19 days when you sent that message. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I know people who can write books in 19 days and you're not one of them. No, I'm not. And and when they said that, I, I wrote back and I said, I'm not going to make it. I was like, I might get close, but I'm not going to make it. And it was really stressing me out because not only did I know I wasn't going to make it, but it was supposed to go directly to copy editing. Like there wouldn't, wasn't even going to be an editorial process. And I knew that a lot of the material was not good. And, and I don't mean that in a self you know, false humility. So it just wasn't because I've had to, this book has been such a nightmare for me to, to work on. There was a lot of really roughish chapters, uh, almost not even first draft. I mean, they were at least coherent, but not always, you know, and when, when you're dealing with this type of subject matter where there's a lot of thought processing going on in the characters as they're figuring out, leading the reader how they get from point A to Z and figuring something out, Um, that logic flow has to be right. Otherwise, it's just kind of words and it's a mess. And sometimes me, as I'm, I'm figuring it out together with the characters. And so sometimes stuff wasn't always in the right place. And it takes stepping back from it and coming back and looking at it again with fresh eyes to really get that logic flow accurate and not just a jumble of bleh, which is what a lot of it was. And so I was really concerned about that. But, you know, it was like, all right, well, you know, I'm, I'm the one who messed this up. This is on me. So I don't really have a lot of room to complain or ask for anything else. So I hunkered down and um, I got close and I, and I sent it and they're like, okay, well, you know, 
when can you have this finished? Can you have it finished by X date? And I was like, you know, I, I knew in my heart that, no, it was not reasonable for me to be able to do that. But they were not asking anything unreasonable of me because I'm the mess up. I'm the one who got myself into the situation. So I kept and, and it's really I'm a very literal person. I don't read between the lines very well. I also don't lie very well. Like I'm incredibly literal. So when somebody says, can you commit to this? I'm not capable of doing what a lot of people do, which is, um, yes, but fudging on the what the actual commitment is. If somebody says, I want A, then that's all I focus on is the A. And I'm not going to say, yes, I'll give you A when I know that maybe I'll be giving, you know, A, B, right? And so it's really hard in this situation because they were not asking for anything unreasonable, but I knew that I was not capable of doing it. And so I would say, you know, I will do my best. I will do my best. I will do my best. And, and I kept failing because I was trying to do something that I, I was not capable of doing and, but giving it my best anyway. And so it's just been not even leading up to like, it's not just been right now, but like months and this whole last year has just been a cycle of me failing, 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 failing what's expected of me, failing what I expect of myself, failing to deliver on commitments that I've made in things that I want to do, for example, continuing the Monroe story or, you know, posting videos on Patreon, all these things, the podcast, these things that I really want to do. I've just failed, failed and failed and failed and failed. So it finally got to where the last final delivery date was there. And uh, not only had I failed, the story had grown much bigger than it needed to be, um, much bigger than my contract was. But I had never had a chance to go back and clean anything up. I, up to that point, I'd never even read the story from top to bottom because I've just been trying to get it written. And in doing the writing, um, so much of it, as we talked about on a previous podcast, is doing my thinking on the page instead of, you know, having time to just step back and think about it. It, 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 it became just this constant crisis of gut clenching, trying to get this done. And just it, in my mind, it's just awful. It's horrible. This is, this is so bad. I, and I have no choice. I'm going to have to put out something bad. And, and then I failed again. And so they're like, okay, well, we need you to basically cut 20,000 words out of this book. And this is the firm deadline. And we need your commitment that you can do this. And I just kind of lost it at that point because it was like, I have to commit to something I don't know if I can do again. And, um, and so for, for, for a while there, it was really, really rough. I was not in a good place at all, mentally, um, emotionally. It was um, just sheer despondency of being a failure in everything because this this writing is taking up so much of my life that now I don't have time for real life anymore either so not only am I failing at the thing that's consuming all my time but I'm failing in normal everyday things like paying bills not because the money wasn't there to pay the bill but because 
bills are getting lost in stacks of paper that I keep setting aside going, okay, as soon as this is done, I will deal with this. But the the done keeps dragging out, dragging out. And so life starts spinning into chaos too. And people in my life who need attention aren't getting attention. Just everything is falling apart. And then, you know, here we need this by XYZ day. And now you need to cut out 20,000 words. So it was a really, really low point. But the upside of it is that having to go back and cut out 20,000 words means I got to go to the store, go through the story, which I didn't think I was going to have a chance to do. So that's where I am right now in it is I'm, I'm closing in very fast on this deadline that's coming up where I have to have a complete, no exceptions, finished book that is cut down to a certain size. And when I first got that, I did not think that I was like, I, I'm, you're asking me to commit to something that I, I I don't even know if I can do this. And I'm, I'm so tired of failing. And I don't, you know, I, 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 I've been so close to this thing for so long. I don't even know what's up, what end is up anymore. I don't know what's necessary. I don't know what needs to go or whatever. But as I've started going through it and being able to clean things up, I've, I've eliminated a lot of bloat um, over things that I overwrote because I was trying to figure out the story as I went. And so um, I'm still not halfway through the cleanup process, but I'm in the worst of the cleanup process because the further along I, the further I got to the end, the closer I was uh, to understanding the story. And so there wasn't as much overwriting. So right now I'm still mm. in the, in the, I'm, I'm going back into the muddle. Now it's not, the story is not 100% written yet, but it's like 98% written. So I've got like one and a half short chapters at the end that I still need to write, but they are sort of recap, uh, just tying up loose, loose ends, which is really different than scripting a fight scene or scripting um, people arguing with each other over really technical stuff or, you know, getting all. So it, it's not hard writing, but I felt that I would do a better job at, at, at it if I first had a chance to go through the story completely to even revisit it because some of these chapters I hadn't seen for, you know, eight or nine months. And, and so, you know, you forget sometimes, I mean, you, you remember the main things, but you forget small things that are in there. And I felt like by going through it all first and then writing the last little bit of it, I, I would do a better job at that last little bit. So I'm in the muddle still, and I'm still hunkered down and, um, and still shut off from the world. But I came up for a breather to at least record, say hi to everybody, <laughs> put a note on Patreon, let people know what's going on, and then I'm going to go dive back down again and get this finished. And with that being said, we are going to record another episode after this, so we will be back <laughs> next Tuesday as so well. We'll have something for you next week, yes, yes. but we're going to record it in advance so that yes. I, can, I can go back into the diving bell. All right. Now, I'm curious, as you were describing this, how... How do you pick what you can remove? I mean, is it is it obvious as you're going through the story and, and understanding the complete story? Are you, are you reading through and, and going, oh, this really isn't necessary? Because I know you're good at spotting stuff that's not necessary uh, that other people write. I don't know if you're good at spotting stuff that's not necessary that you've written. Um. So there, uh, who knows? <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> what I'm trying to do, um, when I'm going through it, 
there's two different things. One is if I hit a spot that is just really hard to make work, it, to, to make it fit, to make it right, to make the logic flow and all of that, that's usually a clue to me to ask, well, does it need to be there? Because maybe instead of spending an hour trying to uh, stitch something in, just take it out. And, and does the story still work? So part of it's that. Um, some of it's uh, line, like the same kind of line editing we do on the Hack the Craft shows, mm-hmm. uh, where it just if you do that cumulatively over, you know, 400 pages, you're just automatically going to excise several thousand words. Um, some of it is redundancies, like where I forgot that something was mentioned to the degree that it was mentioned several chapters earlier. So instead of repeating something, you know, it's one of the things we've talked about on these episodes of trying to keep all the material, whether it's characters, thoughts or description or whatever in one place so that it doesn't start feeling like you're belaboring the point. Um, So, you know, I'll go down, I'll hit something, you know, several chapters lower. And I'm like, okay, well, that we already touched on that earlier. So let's cut this out here and just get it all in one spot. That type of stuff will eliminate a lot of words. Um, there's a few backstory type things that were included prior that I deleted out just because they weren't necessary. But I may end up just giving them to patrons as little snippets of, you know, Cut. This is stuff. Oh, that was that's cut a great out. idea. I, I, as it, a patron, would like that. There's not a lot of it, it uh-huh. but but the the few things that there were, you know, it's like you know maybe half a page long each one. I was like, you know, this is interesting. It's not necessary. It's interesting. So maybe that could be you know supplementary material that I could post later. Um, so I've I've saved those aside. But just really trying to cut out, um, especially when the characters go too deep into trying to explain why they're doing what they're doing, um, to just, I'll delete a lot of it because that was me trying to sort it out. It, we can just assume the characters know what they're doing and don't need to have that in there. So it's it's going to still, it's going to be really um, brisk in the same sense that Liar's Paradox was brisk, not a lot of over-explanation because I'm just, I'm cutting out stuff that it's not not critical so I might get hammered on that. I didn't understand why the characters did this or that. But, you know, the only way to make this whole story fit into the word count was to to sacrifice stuff. So, you know, oh, there wasn't enough character development. Yeah, sorry, it's a thriller. Thrillers are plot. You know, it's just there's, there's always a, a trade-off. So I'm about 4,000 words short or long <laughs> of what I need to cut. And I still need to do some more writing. So I give my uh, to, to make it give myself the leeway, say maybe 6,000 words that I still need to cut. And so that's what I'm working on, just going through it and trying to get myself out of the muddle. There's okay. a few chapters that have been really tedious. Really, like It'll go really, really fast, and then I'll just get cranked down, and I'll be just in the same spot for two or three days, and mm-hmm. I just see oh, the, gosh. The, clock, the clock is ticking, and mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, but, you know, getting through it. All right, what did you, and don't give me the first thing that pops into your mind. Think about it for for. <laughs> 10 seconds. 10 seconds. What okay. did you learn during this process? And I know the first thing you're going to say is something like, I hate this, that, or the other thing. So don't say that. <laughs> I, <wasn't laughs> I learned that I hate this. I hate this. Um, uh, I don't, uh, I learned that I suck. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> See, that's, that was the first thing. What's the second well, thing? Um, uh, 
I see. I, it'll be so much easier for me to answer that question once it's over and it's done. And I can look back and say, yeah, I learned that. But right now I'm still in the thick of it. And I feel like anything I say I learned is like tooting your own horn, but you didn't deserve it. You know, like I'm still learning. Um, I would like to say that I learned, but I don't know. And I don't want to jinx this is that no matter how bad it sucks, if you just keep slogging through it, eventually you'll get to the end and it'll be good. But I don't know. All right. Well, that's, I'll, I'll give you credit for, uh, I'll give you partial credit for that answer as, right. as like a 10th grade teacher there. Um, and I want to go back now to the failure cycle that you were talking about earlier, because we were talking about this before we came on the air. And you were, you were talking just briefly about the idea of, you know, you just, this didn't work, and then this didn't work, and then this didn't work, and this didn't work. And I know in my life, if in the middle of 10 things not working right or failing or however you want to describe that, if one thing goes well, then I can balance it out and go, hey, this is pretty good. I, I got, I have a victory this quarter or whatever it is. And that, that victory could be in the middle of three weeks of absolute awfulness, recording one really excellent podcast or something like that, where you just get that sense that we did something really good here. And that just elevates your spirit. It sounds like you didn't have anything like that for a while. See, I'm the same way. Like I will always find that one small thing and hang on to that. And, um, and, and I'm really honestly very quite, uh, generally level, like mood wise. I, I tend to not fall into depression. I also don't get like super excited about stuff either. I just, I just, steady, chug along, right? Mm -hmm. So to fall into that despondency is very unusual and it's not a good sign, right? (laughs) Um, And so one of the ways I often do keep myself level is finding that, that thing. And there was nothing like even my triumph against sugar failed. Like I've stress eaten my way through countless bags of jelly beans and undid all the healthy good things that took me a year. And this is like almost the year, right? Mm -hmm. Like my, my annual, I almost made it a year and that all fell apart too. And just, there was nothing to hold on to, but just one foot in front of the other, you know, what choice do I have? You know, what am I going to do? Sit down and cry. And it reminds me of, um, which the answer to that Sit down and cry. Yes, yes, I did do that too. But then I had to get up again. Um, it reminds me of a quote that I put. I think I put it in in one of the in my emails that, that go on the email list. There's all these quotes that I had written when I was first new in the world and trying to figure out how to overcome these intense obstacles that had been thrown at me in life. And I think something along the lines of you know su- success is failing your way forward. Mm-hmm. And and that's kind of what this is. It's just I'm I am failing my way forward. But I suppose as long as I'm failing forward instead of failing backwards, then you know it's still failing, but at least it's forward. And I have actually written down here, as, as you know, I keep notes when we're doing this. And the second thing I have written down is failing upward. Upward might be asking a lot of me right now, <laughs> but at least at least I'm not staying in the same spot. <laughs> Uh, we'll have to listen to this podcast like three months after you're done. 
Well, it's like I said in my the Patreon update. It's like a month from now, I will either be the happiest person you've ever talked to or you're going to be talking me off a bridge. And, of course, I'm not being literal about the bridge. I mean, this is not life. So you're a very literal person except when you're not being literal. Except when I'm not. That's why I have to put in there that I'm not being literal, lest somebody like me take it literally. All right. We will be back again next week, which in real time will be like for us, like five minutes. And we're going to be super positive and we're going to talk about writing next week, which will be in about five minutes. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you for still being here after our sabbatical. Uh, Thank you for supporting Taylor while she fights through this book that we all are anxious to read. God, I hope it doesn't suck after all this. Oh, God. If it does, be nice, guys. Can that be the new tagline for the show? God, I hope it doesn't suck. (laughs) All right. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week. (laughs) See you next week.